What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, August 4th, 2017. You guys listening to episode 318. How the hell are you guys doing? I hope everybody had a good time in between shows. I know this was a quick turnaround. Last one was a little late, did that one late, so um, not going to have that many unacceptables on this one because of the turnaround. But uh, I do have a very special guest who was also on the Patreon. We had a really fun discussion on the Patreon. I'm sure you subscribers uh, know that by now. Uh, If not, check that one out for the extra content. But I am here again with my good friend uh, and uh, opener this week, who who, uh, we've never really done this before. But you guys know him. You love him. He's, uh, as they say on Good Morning Football when I'm there, friend of the show. He's been on, I think, about three times now. Alexis Guerreros, what's going on, buddy? What's up, everybody? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on again. No, of course, of course. So um, we're here. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're in Cleveland. I had a very adventurous plane trip, uh, or I should say, I thought I was going to be on a plane, and then that didn't work out, and then I had to get on a standby one after, so I'll explain that to you guys. Uh, Alexis and I have a hilarious story about when we first got here and we went to eat. Um, Big shock. We're pissing like animals. I don't know why. We're just we're drinking and pissing like we've never done before. Um, and, of course, uh, some sports. My unacceptable, your guys' unacceptable, some shit I'm sure that Alexis wants to say. So we have a full-fledged, full-packed, TVE for you guys, which will be out uh, today. So you're getting a lot of uh, TVE this week. You got the first one on Monday. You got the Patreon. You got this one, uh, some Patreon pictures. So uh, it's a full uh, week of TVE. So thank you for uh, bearing with me during all of this travel and everything. But first, before we get into 318, the Verzi Effect has to shout out the sponsors. Um, The Verzi Effect is sponsored by Chassis. Chassis for Mem... Premium man powder. That's right. Man care for down there. Uh, <laughs> chassis powder is unbelievable. And it contains no parabens, no talc, no aluminum, no menthol. It is an all-natural, pure, unbelievable product. Unbelievable uh, product, which has a, I, I, I guess the best way to say it is drying technology. But I got to tell you something. Um, I don't know how, how your ball game is. Right. Okay. But my ball game, as I say, is over. My, it's it's good. over. You good it's, now? Oh my god, dude! It's uh, swamp nuts. It's, no more. There, there is there is no such. I was never a big. I'm not even just saying this. I, I was <laughs> never a big swamp nut guy. I, I'm not a big sweater, to be honest. Yeah. I'm really I'm really not. Um, you know, I just not a big sweater. But uh, I never really had issues down there with my balls because I actually do this thing called showering and I I dry myself properly. Yeah, I got to look into that. But uh, yeah, (laughs) I dry myself good and I never had issues. What about sticking to your leg? When I, no dude, when they sent me this bottle and I put it on my balls and like, and I got the scented one. Yeah. So like you could get the unscented or Very you could get Italian the one that's of you, a, by the way. Yeah, of that's course. Like the most Italian thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's like listen, yeah, yeah, I need yeah. my balls not only yeah. to feel soft yeah, yeah, yeah. and fresh, but I need them to smell like, yeah. you know. You're on the phone, you're like, "Yes, yeah, for my balls. What do you got in citrus and sandalwood?" You guys got an aqua de geo <laughs> scent? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so K1. <laughs> wow, that is, is it, are we too loud? No, we're good. You sure? Cuz that thing is maybe go a little left. Yeah. Um, so anyway, 
Uh, right now, yes. people are either agreeing with me or not. Yeah. It is too loud or it's not. Yeah, too yeah, loud. yeah. Uh, but the chassis, the chassis um, product is amazing, and they also have a lotion, they have a, a shower primer, all that stuff. You can get chassis for men, man care for down there. Everybody, you can get that. And yeah, and there's no odor, there's no chafing. It just stops it all. Yeah. It's yeah. There's no chafing, no odor. It, you're dry. You're you're outside in 90 degree weather, not sweating down there. It's amazing. Okay, you can get it at chassisformen.com and you could also get it on Amazon. So please, guys, uh, get uh, Chassis um, Premium uh, Powder for Men. It will uh, it will make you and your significant other yeah. uh, much happier and make you feel a lot more comfortable. Also, City Living Dog, guys. Go to City Living Dog uh, and check out Coach Mike and City Living Dog Services. Check out Coach Mike's YouTube channel. Check out his Facebook live videos with his work with the dogs. Check out all of his um, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that. Uh, Verzi Effect listeners who have dogs and live in the New England area have reached out to him and he's helped them. He's an amazing dog trainer. When you watch his clips with some of these dogs that literally shredded his face apart, like cut his bottom lip like in half, and then 10 minutes later, that same dog that did that is fucking setting the table. You know, it's uh, the guy... (laughs) The guy is just, uh, you know, he just speaks a language of dogs. So please check out City Living Dog... Um, and uh, Coach Mike. And of course, guys, allthingscomedy.com. Go to All Things Comedy for your favorite comedy podcasts, including uh, yours truly's The Verzi Effect, which resides there. All Things Comedy also has a record label, All Things Records, which yours truly, uh, Night at the Stand, was there. Um, and they are uh, producing their first comedy special, which is mine, uh, next weekend on Sunday, August 13th at the Terrytown Music Hall. Um, so please... Oh, by the way, tickets are still available for the second show. We just found out that uh, the first show is sold out. And the second show, there are balcony seats available still with about eight days left. There are, uh, you know, I don't know, 100, 150 seats, something like that. That's, you know, they're going though. Um, so it, it will be sold out, but you have the opportunity to get those. And I'm thankful that All Things Comedy is doing that. So check them out at allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. Now... Uh, we get to, to Cleveland, and let me just give a backstory. Now, you were in Chicago, and you had no issues. Uh, I did not have any issues, but I also flew out at 7 in the morning. But it was, like, raining the day before, and it was supposed to rain right after. So everyone else that flew out yeah. completely got delayed. There's people still in Chicago right now. So I literally got out right yeah. at the perfect moment. So uh, I'm going to talk about my ordeal and then go into my unacceptable, okay? And then um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So here's what happened with me. You were in Chicago doing your uh, soccer all-star game with Christian. We talked about that. If you guys listen to the um, Patreon, Alexis is uh, has an, a, an amazing uh, soccer podcast called The Cooligans, and him and Christian Polanco, who's a fellow comedian, they do that uh, as their podcast. It's a comedy podcast, but it's about soccer. And um, he flew in here from Chicago, opening for me here in Cleveland at Hilarities. I, on the other hand, um, had to come in a day before uh, to do press. And I had a flight. I had nothing. I had nothing to do on um, Wednesday, but just get here. So I have a six o'clock in the evening flight. Nice. Spend some time with the family. JFK. Yeah. Well, I mean, my wife was working and my kids had a babysitter, but I had to. You know, I, I was able. I was able to tie up. You know, you yeah. just tie up some loose ends. T- make sure the dog's taken care of. Do all this shit that I need to do. Pack my clothes and not have a rush because it's always early in the morning. Yeah. You know, every every time you think of the airport thing, you're just wiping your eyes. It's just a mess. Yeah. And. Uh, so, I get to the airport, and uh, and I have a six-something flight. I'm in New York City. 
at the time. What do you do? You do the oh, hour no. before or you do like the two hours before? No, I do I do like an hour and a half before. I kinda like somewhere in the middle. I definitely don't do like the three that they tell you. Yeah. I do like I you know, like I now I've done it so much I don't check bags. So I, I never I, check a bag. No. You, are you TSA pre check? No, no, I got oh, it. That's a game changer. I got it. I got it. I can't explain my wife for some reason I bought the tickets, they threw it on hers. Yeah. So she got to do it. Yeah. She's not even pre. I don't know. Shouldn't be saying this. Uh, she's not pre-checked, but they they put it on her. She's not a citizen. Pass. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, uh, <laughs> she was carrying all types of firearms. Uh, <laughs> That's one of my favorite things at the airport. Yeah, is seeing the thing. Are you carrying this? And then you just see the gun with an X through it. I literally yeah. laugh. Yeah, who's going there? Like, no, this is gonna. Somebody's listening in their car, screaming at us. Like guys, I know. Stop screaming! Oh fuck! Well, they can lower the radio. Okay, there we go. All right, now just just give me a little, just a little. All right, so <laughs> uh, so uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not. No, I went to have a meeting with my manager. Yeah. Shout out to Crystal Stark. I had a meeting with my manager in New York. Uh, I'm thinking I don't have to leave New York till four. My flight's at six thirty. Right. I'll get to uh, JFK. Was there was like 28 minutes. Yeah. From the city. JFK's a little further. So I'm sitting with her and all of a sudden, boom, I get a blast on my phone. It says, you are now changing gates and you are now departing at 9.15. So wow, I'm driving that's, her. that's a big change. It's a big jump. It's almost a three-hour jump. Yeah, that's a massive jump. So I was calling friends. Yeah. Hey, you in the city? You want to smoke a stick? You around? What are you going to do? Let's go to a lounge. You know, do something. Nobody's getting back to me. Everybody's either out doing something. So uh, I'm I'm like fuck I don't know what what to do I think I might have reached out to you and you were yeah. like I'm in Chicago yeah, yeah. so uh, Giannis was like I'm back in Brooklyn Aaron Berg was in Delaware all of like my friends that do comedy that smoke cigars that I could have killed an hour with aren't doing anything driving around it's raining I try to park I park near the stand I'm like what am I doing let me just get to the fucking airport so I get to the airport and uh, it's exceptionally busy oh. and I'm going. I'm looking at the sky. I'm literally looking up at the sky, and I'm going, all right, well, it doesn't seem like there's a problem. It looks fine here. Uh, I guess it's delayed. So I go to the kiosk, and I put in my credit card, and I do the whole thing, and it just says, um, you know, type it. So I'm looking. I'm like, what's the flight number? I put the flight number in. It says this flight's been canceled. So I'm like, no. You know when you're in denial? Like, you don't know. You're like, no, but that it says 915. It doesn't say canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so I'm just keep going to my phone. Yeah, clearly this machine is wrong. <laughs> my text is correct. Yeah, the whole Delta system is yeah, wrong yeah, because my yeah. text says... So you're all wrong. So just let me on that plane right now. <laughs> so I see big lines and then I see rebooking line and it's like a fucking Star Wars movie. Oh, God. I mean, it's a roller coaster line and I'm yeah. just going... It's like a new roller coaster at Six Flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... And I just looked at it like, all right, there's no way I'm standing on that. So I, I, I go back and I'm like, so then I look at the board and I'm just looking with confused, even yeah. though I know the answer. And it says, Boston, canceled. Another one, Boston, canceled. Cleveland, canceled. Raleigh, canceled. Uh, West Palm Beach or Florida, canceled. And I'm going, I'm going, all right, well, why? It's not bad out. So I need yeah. to talk to somebody. So I talk to this guy, over the top gay guy at the, and I just walk up right after. He literally did this. He literally said this. And that's why I do, do the piece in my joke. He's like over the top, like like the edge up. His edge up on his beard yeah. was just way too perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he had the stud, and he had like you know he was like a, I don't know Puerto Rican guy, Latino guy. And one customer asked him something. So then when the customer was done, I just go, "Excuse me." And he looks over at another guy. And he goes, oh, "Jesus." And he just I go, "Listen, man, I'm sorry." I go, <laughs> "Can I uh, do you know do you, am I like this is saying that like I had nine fifteen, but then it's canceled. Is there anything? Because you're probably not getting out of here tonight." 
So then I'm like, do I go stand on a line? And then I'm, I call my wife and I'm like, what the fuck do I do? And Delta, nothing. Nope. Only thing from Delta is the new gate. They changed the gate three times and they changed the time. No nothing cancellation, else. nothing else. So now I'm like, maybe, but there's got to be something else. Maybe people are getting rebooked. I got to get there. I got pressed tomorrow. Right, right, right. So I'm like in this, like, I got to get to Cleveland mode. Then I see people sitting on the ground. I see people looking at their phones. I see one guy walks by. He goes, man, I had to get to North Carolina. They told him I'm not getting out tonight. He's walking away. It's looking really bleak. I get on the phone with my wife. I go, what I call up customer service. My wife goes, call, call customer service. And Delta goes, your call wait time is over two hours. Jesus. And I'm just going, fuck. So then the lady there goes, why, why, don't wait on the line. They're gonna have to, you're going to have to call anyway. So I call my wife and I go, get on the phone now. I'm driving home. You know yeah. how far my house is from JFK. So it was probably like it was like an hour and sixteen minutes with the, with uh, with the traffic and everything. It said an hour and sixteen minutes. I get home, hour and sixteen minutes. My wife's still on hold. I'm eating. I'm going. What the fuck do I do? Now what do I do? My my kids are even in bed, so it's not even like I got that time. Right. Like right, I wanted right. to be with my kids. My son. I mean, I did. My son was awake, so I kissed him. You know, yeah. hugged him, which actually was worth it to me because I I get the chills even thinking of that. How much I love my kids. My daughter was out cold, and uh, I'm like, all right, I got to do that. Now what do I do? And my wife and I, I'm not going to shit on her here, okay? Right. But she she did this thing where she was like, all right, well, you know, just, and I, I, I'm not trying to be a dick, Stace, I love you if you're listening, but she just goes like, all right, well, I'm going to bed, so just, and I'm like, all right, but can I, can you fuck, can we brainstorm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, she was right. There was nothing, I'm a grown man. Right. But she's in a kitchen, and you know my kitchen, it's kind of spacious. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting on like it's, the stool. It's, it's an easy meeting room. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. nice meeting room, it's yeah. spacious. You could be on one side of the, of the you know, granite yeah. top, of course, granite. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, and, and she was just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going in, I got a sunroof fully loaded. <laughs> yeah, I got a fully loaded, leather. Leather, leather, so leather, leather, leather cabinets. Yeah, yeah. So, so engraved. And it's just, <laughs> the fridge has a Bluetooth radio, it's amazing. <laughs> so... So I, um, this is driving me nuts, Alexis, and I know I'm driving you nuts. It's not that, okay. as long right. as you're not seeing it top out, you're fine. Okay. That's right. probably low. All right. That's what you want. Okay. So she goes. By the way, we're talking about the volume. Yeah, yeah. We're looking, we adjusted the volume. I know it must sound nuts. We're in the middle yeah. of something. I'm like, and then. The right? most important thing that's ever happened. And then he pulls out a knife. Wait a minute. Did you up. see the, uh, <laughs> are the levels fucked up? Yeah. Is this a paperclip? So, uh. <laughs> So she's like, babe, I just, I don't know. She goes, call another airline. See if you could get, you know, that. But, you know, I got to go to bed. She goes, you know, this and that. And uh, I, I finally get through and they go, listen, I could get you on a plane tomorrow at uh, 4 o'clock. And I said, what about anything earlier? And they go, everybody's trying to get to Cleveland. And we looked online. At that time, 259 people were trying to book a flight to Cleveland why? online at that moment. because Why? Because they all missed it. They no, all couldn't get it. I know, I know. <laughs> at that point, they should, lucky. At that point, they should have been like, oh, yeah. you know, I guess we're, we're, I guess we're moving. Yeah, you know how many and, people, you know how many people have waited for someone to go. You can't go to Cleveland. Don't worry about <laughs> it. You know how many people have waited for that man, for that so, moment. <laughs> so, so I'm going, ma'am. What time does a four o'clock get in tomorrow? And she goes seven o two. Now I have an eight o'clock show. Any delay fucks me. Which, by the way, I flew from Cleveland to New York. It was fifty five minutes. Why is it two hours to get? I, I, I have no idea. I don't know if they're just giving themselves that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Of a buffer to go it, in circles. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know what the fuck it was. So, they were like, I go. Well, I go. If I cancel that, can I, what about my flight back? And she goes, listen, you cancel, you cancel this, um, you could cancel this after everything is done. If you cancel it now, everything gets wiped out. You got to wait till you come back. So I go, listen, give me the four o'clock and I, you know, I guess I'll figure something out. I'll try to get on standby. So I go to bed and curiously, now I'm exhausted. Now I'm home. It's 11, it's 12, 12 o'clock in the morning and I get home. So I start going to other airlines. And I go to like Frontier because oh I know fr I know Frontier flies to Cleveland. 
Then it tells me... Um, they might me, push to Cleveland. I don't know about then that. It, then it tells me um, there's a 5.55 a.m. which gets in at 7.20-something a.m., which I would have had to call these guys here after midnight and say, oh, wait, I can do television. Yeah. Right, I, but I don't know if Scotty's sleeping, and I'm like, do I call them at one? And I'm waking them up. I don't know. Um, then it's gonna cost me hundreds and hundreds of dollars more to get that flight. And God forbid I go down there and something happens. So, and I and I just got home, and it's one in the morning. So I would have right. literally for two hours, like my body wouldn't have been able to do it. So I'm like, what the fuck do I do? So I go to bed stressed out, knowing I need to get to Cleveland. You know when you do that shit? I hate it. Like sh- you go to bed not settled. Yeah. Like you go to bed and it's up in the air, so you can't sleep yeah, because yeah. you wake up to go piss. You're like, am I even gonna? I'm, I'm having anxiety about it. Should I just stay up? Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. So then I wake up. The owner of the club calls, and they were just like, "Hey, what happened? What's going on?" And now I know they know I need to fucking get here. I got press to do. I got radio. I'm fucking freaking out. Okay. Um, I call up and I go, listen, I'm on a four o'clock gets there late. If anything happens, I'm screwed. I'm a comedian. I have a show at eight. Like they give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm a comedian. I have a show at eight. I really need to make sure. Is there anything you could do? So the guy was actually cool. He goes, look, there's an 1130. I could put you on standby. So what does that mean? He goes, look, it's packed, but somebody doesn't show you get a thing. He says, there's also a three something, but, and then he just gives me this hint. He gives me this clue where he goes, I think if you get, are you at the airport? And I go, no. I'm not. And he goes, I said, I could be there by 10. He goes, I think if you get there at 10, you're going to get on this 1130 flight. Good luck to you. Have a good show. You're going to get on the plane. Good luck with your show. So now I'm like, is this guy, because he like talked to his supervisor. I'm going, does this guy know something like that? He just couldn't tell me because it's recorded. So I call my wife. I go, fuck it. You know what? I said, I'm going to LaGuardia. pigeon with a fucking note shows up. Yeah. Meanwhile, my flight back is to JFK, but I have to go to LaGuardia. So, yeah, so I go there, I park my car, and I'm going, come on, God, just let's give me something here. Give me something. I get there, and of course, I get to the fucking, I get to the gate. I go through security with my 4 o'clock ticket saying I'm on standby for another one. Then there goes that that, uh, text again saying go to this thing. So I go there. Nobody's there. Everybody's there. It's it's 30 minutes to board, and nobody's there. No, 20 minutes to board. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. And I'm just sitting there and I'm waiting. Now I'm pacing. And I see people. It doesn't look too packed, but there's people. And I'm just waiting. And I go, yeah, the flight to Cleveland is coming in now. Your crew will be here in a second. And I'm pacing because I don't know if I'm getting on. Right, right. So now if I don't get on that, I have the 309. And if I don't have the 309, I have the 4, which gets here at 7. The whole thing is fucked. Yeah, I mean, which, I'm, which if everybody doesn't know, the 7 literally gives him enough time to get to the club, open the door, run in, get on stage, and do your show. If, if I landed in Cleveland at 7.02... By the time I got to my room and just changed, I would have to have the car. Oh, no, the car, I could run to the club. I would have to run to my room, get changed. By the time I got into the show, and this is without a delay. This is without any kind of, right. you know, who knows? It poured. Yeah. It fucking poured at night. So you never know if they were like, listen, we're going to be going into some weather. I can't. So I couldn't do it. So I really was thinking this 1130 flight is my, and I'm not making this up for the podcast. I'm not trying to make this shit more suspenseful than it really is. So I get there. And I start talking to this guy. I go, hey, nice watch. And I'm talking. He's going, hey, I'm going to Montreal. I go, I just came from Montreal. You got to go to Stogie's. And I'm talking. And finally, I see people start boarding. And she's like, well, I'll let you know. And I say, hey, man, I got a nice talk. I got to go check this. I go, yeah, of course. So I look at her and I go, come on, man. What's the deal? What's the deal? Is every... And she goes, here's the deal. <laughs> she goes, there's three open seats, but there's three people in front of you. Oh, so if they all come, you can't go. You, 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 that's it. So she starts calling him. Now everybody's almost bored. And she goes, yeah, I got Scott Wall, Wall or, and so-and-so Wall. 
And she goes, and I also have a party of three or something. And the party of three comes up. But I'm thinking, that's five. But they had tickets. Yeah, yeah. So that party of three goes on. It's like an old man, woman, and a younger kid. They go so on. You almost tripped that old man. Yeah. Huh? So now now I'm going, all right, there's, there's, there's a couple seats. And then she calls him and nothing. And I go, ma'am, I'll throw you with 20. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and oh, she, well, then get in there. And she, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then, you know, you sit in the oh, cockpit sure, yeah, for yeah, fucking yeah. 20. Why don't you Why say? Why you flying the plane? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for 50. I'll yeah, get, you know. Yeah. So so she just goes, oh, I don't know if I could do that. And she's laughing. And then finally, another minute or two, nobody shows up. And she goes, all right, give me your, give me your ticket. Give me your 4 o'clock ticket. She goes, I got a seat for you. And she took a guy out of business class, put him in first because there was one extra seat in first and put me in business. So now I got the business extra comfort. I sat next to this lady who was a sweetheart. And uh, she was going for some job interview. Uh, you know, she worked at NYU. She was going for a job interview. Had a nice talk with her. She had a couple of kids. She lived on a farm, whatever. Uh, and I get to Cleveland. Here is my unacceptable. Delta Airlines not texting me canceled, but constantly moving it to another gate, telling me 9.15, making me drive, making me park, making me pay to park, all that shit with basically no answers, but just being there going, well, no, it's not even close to nine now. Yeah. So how are you can't, see, that's my thing. That's what's on the It's like, listen, I can understand if it's 7.30. I can understand if it's eight o'clock. Yeah. I'm at the airport before six because I think my flight's at 6.30. You're telling me 9.15. I don't see clouds. Yeah. I don't see shit. And, and so you lured me into the airport. I had to pay for fucking parking. Absolutely unacceptable. If you're going to, if you're going to alert me of your gate changes and your fuck ups and you changing, then how about you alert me? Listen, there's electrical storms. You're not getting out tonight. Let me know that shit so I can fucking go about my day. And I'm a Sky Miles, uh, you know, person with them, whatever. Right. I have their fucking, I always fly them. Yeah. I have Sky Miles. You would think there'd be a little fucking heads up. Right, 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 right. You know, right. so that's my unacceptable because they didn't even give me shit. They didn't even give me shit. Except Although, the customer service agent, was he Delta? Uh, yeah. All right. I have, a con- I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. I think this guy put a bullshit name in the standby, knowing that that person wouldn't show up so you could get that fucking seat. Oh. I think he put someone that he knew was already on the flight or was on a later flight on standby without that person knowing. Like if I was taking a seven o'clock. So that's why he said, I think if you get there. I think he's not allowed to tell you, hey, I did this illegal thing or I put it, he could get in trouble. Oh. I think, I think he put a bullshit name in there. Oh. I'm just what? thinking about that right now. And because- I like, and you know, one thing about you that I know you have very well, and I've known this about you. I don't know if it's your Cuban thing. You're good with shit like this. Yeah, yeah. No, you I'm, got, I'm you good got with hustles. Little, you got a little hustle. You got a little <laughs> yeah. street to you. I think I'm it's from the, Newark. I'm yeah. good with hustles. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm very respectful of a good scam. Yeah. <laughs> Although you told me something. I don't know if we should say it on the air but you told me you told me something about a friend that committed a crime and you go good guy though or like, <laughs> like it was one of the most horrific things i've ever fucking heard i'm not going to mention names i'm going to mention anything because he's yeah. his friend i don't want to do that he just just put it this way without giving it away i'll tell you what really happened i'm sitting there and he was like yeah man newark was bad I was like yeah man you know you, you know all those dudes that like uh you know robbed cars and did that and he proceeds to tell me a crime that somebody he knew did which was fucking horrific and I just go, what the fuck? You had a friend that did that? He goes, yeah, After, it was you good. just remind me which one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, no, yeah. it was the worst one. Yeah. Okay, okay so yeah, yeah, so I think you'll know the worst one. Yeah. And you just go, yeah. And I go, nice. And you go, yeah, it was a friend. He was a friend. I was just like, and I was just like, what the? Like, that's when I knew how bad your neighborhood was when it got to that level where I was like, you knew motherfuckers doing crimes like that. 
Like that New Jersey Drive shit's real, right? Oh yeah, very real. Very, and, and, very and, and that's real. and it's Newark. That's like well, that movie, that movie was about Newark. That Newark, yeah. I mean, but that wasn't Omar Epps, was it? No, I don't no, who, remember who, who was the was guy. In it. it was oh, called New Jersey uh, Drive, right? Yeah, was it? It wasn't Omar Gooding Jr. Was he? Was he in the movie? I can't remember who was in it, but yeah, all the car stealing. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent Newark. Uh, so, which you know the Michael K. Williams, the dude who played Omar in The Wire. Yes, he has a show on Vice. First episode, he lived in Newark for a little bit. Okay, the first episode is him in Newark, and they're still talking about cars. You know, driving. I never saw Wire, right? Shut up. I never saw The Wire. You I never sit in hotel rooms every weekend doing nothing. I never saw. That's your homework is watch the wire. I never saw the wire. I never saw a full episode of Breaking Bad. I've never. Here's what I saw though. Breaking I, Bad is too sad to watch. Yeah, I I, like, I watched every episode. Did you watch of it? season two of Narcos? That was yeah. the shit, dude. You didn't like? I liked. It. I thought the acting was good. Anyway, How about this, you know, Leon the dude, Leon the dude who goes to to goes to Florida and the in Narcos, yeah. the dude with the long hair, his daughter. Is a big time comedy booker that you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I heard that. And she said a lot of it wasn't true, but there was a lot of people that did say She said it was cartoonish. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean but Like I they, mean, they do they 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 hyperbole the fuck out of half but, the shit. But I think I do think that like other than certain war movies where they don't want to do that for yeah. like disgrace reasons, when it's like Hollywood oh by the way, did you see the trailer for uh, uh what's it called? Uh Death no. Wish? No, I don't even know what that is. Death Wish to old Charles Bronson? They're he's, making like it again? Vig- he's like a vigilante who goes out and kills people. I love Death Wish, but and, yeah, they're uh, making it again. And, and with Bruce Willis, and the trailer is off Bruce the Willis is the... Yeah, is the yeah, but you gotta watch the trailer because yeah. after you see the trailer, you're gonna be like, anyway. Bennington's Charles Bronson is hilarious. Have you ever heard it? No, oh, Ron Bennington? Ron Bennington oh, he's just the best. Does it. you say whatever you want, and then he just comes in. I think they have a music cue for it. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, yeah? How about a bullet to the back of the head, bitch? He just says that. <laughs> it's just that over and over again is all he says. So, it's great. So, all right. So I digress. Anyway, you might be right because, I think he, the guy, because this is what he said to me. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna almost go verbatim here. Here's what he said. He said, "Are you at the airport, sir?" And he was very nice. And uh, I do think that me when telling you say him, you're a comic and shit, they hook I, you up. I gotta be honest you with you. I really think me saying that I was a comedian and my show was at eight o'clock and I had to be there did something because he goes, he goes, "Are you at the airport now?" And I looked at it and it was like 9.09 when he said that to me. And I was in my bedroom. And I said, no, I'll be there by 10. And he goes, listen, he goes, the, uh, the 3 o'clock is going to be tough, he kind of said. He goes, I think if you get to the airport, I think you're going to, listen, he goes, you get to the airport, I think you're going to get on that 11.30 and good luck at your show and break a leg. 100%. I th- that's what I makes think, me think. I, dude, you're, you're, giving me, you're giving me the chills right now. I think you might be right. I think you just nailed that. I, I'm 100% sure that that's what happened because they have a good show. Yeah, no, he that's basi- what it is. He basically kind of gave us something. He, he winked at right, you. All right, so you know what I'm going to do then? You got to take that back what you all said right. about Delta. So, all right, they so, fucking suck at the text. So listen, the no, but listen, I'll say this. It's unacceptable with the text and not letting me know that that flight was canceled. That remains unacceptable. That remains unacceptable. However, I have to put an asterisk. I may have to say that with this, if this guy did do something that acceptable, yeah. Then, then we're then then okay. Yeah. And I think and listen at the end of the day, I did get here. Delta got me here um, for my first show, which was last night, which was great. So uh, I honestly think that's what happened. I heard the story once before, and I didn't think about it. Right now, as you're telling the story, the fact that he was like, "Hold on, I got to talk to my supervisor." He probably said to his supervisor, "Like, I got to help the guy out." Blah blah. Yeah, blah. and he took a long time with the supervisor. I'm telling you, I think what they did is they took someone who was on a later flight that yeah. they whether he got whether the standby didn't matter. Right. They threw him on, and that gave you the clearance, knowing that they were going to call him, and he wasn't going to be at the airport five or six hours early, and that gave you the shot 
to go ahead. That that if that's the case, then that is so cool and and that's awesome. Because there's been times where I've been like, I need to get to this place or else I'm going to lose money, and they've sort of worked things around for me. Right now, yeah, that that could very well be. That's awesome. Let me make sure this thing is going here. Um, all right, guys, we're going to get to your guys' unacceptable. Like I said, there's not a big one. There's not many because of the turnaround, but we do have some that I want to get to. Then we're going to tell you a hilarious story about this waiter and uh, get into some sports stuff, um, talk about everything going on. So you guys listening to uh, 318, my guest, uh, Alexis Guerrero's uh, funny up-and-coming comedian, has a great podcast called The Cooligans. We'll get into that, but let's get to your guys' unacceptable. This one says pedicure unacceptable from Maureen Begley. And she says, hey, Paul, it's Maureen again. We met at the Hartford Funny Bone. Hope you're doing well. I've been keeping my eyes and ears open for a chance to write in for another unacceptable, and I'm uh, witnessing it now. Oh, she's, ta- she's writing while it's happening? I, yeah, I guess I so. I love these. I have, I have a wedding to go to tomorrow, so I'm getting a pedicure. Two women walk in. They're greeted by the woman who uh, work there, and one says, pick a color. Pick a color. Be what's be with you soon. Okay, pick a color. Oh, I, I skipped a line. Let me let me try to make this a little. Can I make this a little bigger? Hold on. I think I can. Here. Okay, there we go. There, there it is. Okay. So where where were we? 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 Uh, pick a color. Be with you soon. Each woman working is busy with someone, including the woman who started working on me. These two fat asses who are dressed <laughs> like they came from the gym. Uh, uh, but we uh, all know damn well wearing leggings and running sneakers doesn't mean shit nowadays decide to go sit at the pedicure stations instead of a chair to wait even though there's no water uh, in the tubs oh yeah I guess they put your feet in a tub yeah they have like that that, weird massage chair looking thing Uh, in the tubs uh, yet or or anything Um, one of them goes I don't know how to turn it on as if it's okay for her to sit at an unprepped station and wait there when clearly everyone's busy. I smile at the girl working on me and uh, and just, it's okay. So she laughed with me, said thank you, and got up to go prep the station for the stupid bitch. Wait your turn. They do a great job here. Your manners are unacceptable. Lock them in a cage with their nasty toes. Ha ha, have a great weekend. Uh, love and support, of course, Maureen from Springfield. Well, thank you. And you know what? I have a friend that did a man, a pedicure and a manicure, a dude, and he said it was awesome. So I might want to try it one time. <laughs> I might want to try it one time. But uh, yes, thank I you. Like, I don't like people touching my feet. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Thank you for the submission. Um, here we go. Ryan says, animals who own animals. Uh, <laughs> fellow tenants in a rental house not cleaning up their dog shit in the backyard immediately, but instead leaving it there for a day or two. I have the rear apartment, so my entrance is <laughs> is in the backyard, and I frequently get a disgusting whiff of terrible shit when I enter my apartment. I guess they're too lazy to take their dog on an actual walk and too lazy to clean up its shit as well. Granted, nobody really uses the yard, but I still think it's inconsiderate to the other tenants Here's my solution. Feed her dog a vat of spicy chili. Cage this bitch up. Feed her dog the key. Uh, then make her find the key in the shit. I know it's gross, but so is smelling shit every time I get home. 
All right. Well. Also, that wouldn't work because if you give it the spicy chili, it's just going to shit like diarrhea. So you'll find the key easily. You got to give it, you got to take away the fiber. So it shits these huge logs. Only Alexis who like knows food. Thing. No, no, no. Here's what you got to give the dog. Okay, you can't give him Take the fiber out of its diet. It shits these big, thick logs. And then you got to find the key in the thick oh, log. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Thank you for the submission, Ryan. That is unacceptable. If I came home every day and walked through my backyard and smelled shit, like what do you do? You bring somebody home. Yeah. You know, you bring a girl home and you just she just smells a pile of shit like yeah. you're, you're oh it's expensive hey cheese. you want to go in chinese <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my in-laws do that they have dogs they don't take them for walks that's, i don't get it that's fucking hilarious what is this is this a, okay uh this is hot cars from brett hey paul my unacceptable is regarding dumb as fuck parents <laughs> if you can call them that uh, who somehow forget they left their kids or dogs inside the scorching hot car oh, that's brutal uh with the windows up just this past week on the news, I heard there was 10 or 11 child fatalities, I believe, between Arizona and Nevada alone. What the fuck? Yeah, dude, this is brutal. Uh, and on my local news, there were also six cases of dogs being left in cars with the windows up. What the fuck? If this isn't uh, one of the most unacceptable things ever, I don't know what is. I, I actually agree with that 100%. And the fact that the child and the dog and the animals have absolutely no control and, you know, it should be a fucking crime. 100 degree weather and these shit for brain people, I'm sorry, shit for brains people don't see the issue with leaving a dog or even more importantly, a human child baking inside of a hot car. Paul. If I have to start carrying a rubber mallet with me to help liberate any kids or dogs left in hot cars, uh, so be it. I'll smash the fuck out of some windows and lock those assholes in a sealed glass container in the middle of the desert with a sprinkler system spraying everything but inside and let Jesus uh, say how you really feel, Brett, <laughs> inside and let those morons uh, dehydrate till they dry up and croak. Sorry for the length and congrats on the up on. Ongoing. So thank you so much. Uh, can't wait for the special and your next show in Rhode Island. Best regards, Brett. Well, um, dude, I got to tell you something. If your child dies in the car, if your child dies in the car because you fucking left the windows up and you live in Arizona and it's 110 degrees in there, you should absolutely 1,000%. That should be a fucking minimum. Minimum 10, 15 year sentence. Manslaughter. That's fucking more than 10 years. Fuck that. That's your child, dude. That's a 25 year or fuck it. As far as I'm concerned, life sentence because your five, six, seven, eight, nine year old child's fucking dead now because you ran into fucking Target with the windows up, you fucking brain dead asshole. Brutal. You know, and listen, I feel bad for the dog. It should be a crime on the dog. And that's fuck. I mean, a crime for the dog too. But on the child, it's, it's fucking, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a dog you can replace. A kid you can't. You it's know? fucking brutal. It's you brutal. Can. And I know there's an animal lover listening going, what the fuck do you mean? Yeah. I mean what I said. Fluffy's a child's the only one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fluffy's the only one. But no, it is brutal either yeah. way. Oh, here we go. I mean, unless you have twins. All right, this is going to get Alexis going. This is going to get Alexis going. What the hell? Here we go. This is from Jack. Hey, Paul. I was just listening to the Verzi Effect. Good episode, by the way. Someone else has probably sent you this, but here's an 11-minute fact check on what the health by an actual doctor. Before going 100% vegan or whatnot, uh, talk to Tony Hinchcliffe. He was one for a while and mentioned on Joe Rogan he stopped because it was making him sick, saying there is one and only diet that can benefit everyone is unacceptable. Like it or not, you're all a bunch of 
well, I'm sorry, a bunch of little special fucking snowflakes and the people saying there's one diet that will work for everybody should be locked in the cages. Thanks for the shows and good luck on the special, Jack. Well, there I'll is, say this. There is one diet that works for everyone. It's the one that you're genetically inclined to eat. Right. Well, here's what I'll say. I definitely don't think and I definitely am not going 100% vegan. I am definitely not going um, – I'm definitely not going uh, – vegetarian, but I will say this, and I talked to a doctor, I talked to somebody in the medical field on the airplane about this. Um, One thing that was true about the documentary, 100% true, and I've talked to people, the best doctors in the world, and this is true, the best doctors in the fucking world do not get taught about nutrition and food. They don't. They may hear certain things that can cause things. They do not. And there were even doctors in the thing saying, studying, when it comes to them studying, studying surgeries, doing that, they're not really talking about nutrition. Now, some of them, of course, know about it, but that's more of a nutritionist and a dietary type of thing. Um, but they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. And th- no, I'm not saying that they do. No, um, no, no. But, but nutrition but, is something we're still figuring out. Right, right. Now, they don't even know what cholesterol is yet. They right. haven't even figured out how cholesterol works yet. So, and I agree with you, Jack. Like, how you get I, it, by the I way. mean, I've had, listen, since that documentary, I've had, um, uh, I've had beef. Not, not as much. Um, I've had a little bit of pork. I've had salmon, chicken. But I'll say this. Is it 100%, is it 100% fact that if you eat fucking steak every day it's bad for you it, it is it's bad if you eat a steak every day it's just there's no fucking way doctor will tell you that there's no way it's good it's everything is in moderation but lady on the plane told me she had a farm said she raises her own cows there's a few of them free range cows they fucking cut their they get their beef they cut their beef it's clean they see it now when you get the masses with fucking chickens and some of them are dead and there's that bacteria there and they literally see the assembly line going down and they're stabbing these fucking things with steroids. Dude, they showed this chicken which looked like it was shrunken up. They fucking jacked this thing up. It looked like Barry Bonds in fucking 2004. It just fucking went through. Dude, it like, this thing looked Punching like... Punching his wife. Dude, this, yeah, dude, this thing just got jacked up. It was just like this little chicken dead. Yeah. And then they just put this thing in its leg and hit a button and the thing's leg just it came up like Popeye. So... At the end of the day, you have to watch what you eat. You have to watch where you get it. And I think it's all in moderation. So, yeah, I think that a balanced diet helps everybody. But some of the stuff was fucking disgusting. Yeah, but also I have a promise to your listeners. I will not in any way, shape, or form allow Paul Verzi to become a vegan. Okay, <laughs> he is friends with me, and I will find a way to oh, influence yeah. him badly. Yeah. I will make sure that that is not happening. And also, like... This whole idea of like being a vegan is helpful to you. Your body has built up these amino acids. My mother, when she worked in a hospital, she worked in colonoscopy and endoscopy. That's the tube down your mouth or up your ass to go into your stomach looking for ulcers and shit. Yeah, I had the, I had the upper. The colonoscopy. No, no I the had the upper endo- I know, endoscopy. Uh, endoscopy where yeah. they, they went down my throat to check my like esophagus right. and shit. She said that she always knew when someone was a vegan because the smell of the tube coming back out of your stomach, whether it was through your ass or not, was unbearable. Nobody Wait, wanted for, to clean those. For a vegan. For vegan and even vegetarians because you don't get the amino acids from meat. You need the amino acids of your body breaking down meat. It's in, your, it's in our stomachs already. It's like this whole idea of like gluten-free. People are like, I stopped eating gluten and I feel better. And now when I eat gluten, I get sick because your body builds up a tolerance to it. Over while, during your youth, your body builds up a tolerance to gluten. If you stop eating it, it goes away. It's like okay. I don't know. It's I don't I don't know how to explain. Like if you stop walking on your left foot, the muscles are going to atrophy. You know right, what I mean? Right. You need to continue to use it, or else it goes away. Same thing with your stomach's tolerance to gluten. All this bullshit. People are being fed a bunch of lies. So you buy these fucking books, and and people feel better about themselves because they feel like oh I've made a change. You've done nothing.
Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, I I definitely found out that there's definitely misinformation in that. But you're 100 percent right. You can't just buy any garbage meat. You know, they're right. pumping like carbon dioxide in there, so it looks. Yeah, like like the, like there's a reason why I went to the I went to the deli at um I would think it was a stop and shop or one of the supermarkets. I think it was a stop and shop. I went to the deli and I said, let me get some boar's head ham. And the guy goes, do you want the no preservatives and the all natural ham? And I said, well, let me taste it. And he fucking shaves this thing off. And it was so different. The texture was different. And I ate it. And I said, he goes, do you want that? And I go, give me that. He goes, you have 48 hours to eat it. Okay. So that should let you know the shit and the preservatives that you're getting. So listen, I'm not telling you not to eat cold cuts, but just understand when you constantly eat lunch meat and cold cuts and you constantly eat that. Ask the deli, give me the non-preservative meat because it's natural, it tastes good, but you have 48 hours. Yeah. Because after the 48 hours, it's no fu- it's yeah. no good. It's it's no good. And I will say this about cold cuts. I stopped eating cold cuts. I don't eat cold cuts anymore. And the reason is is there's a study that was done, and it's one of these studies over a long period of time. Uh, the if, uh, the average person who eats cold cuts once a day uh, for five days of the week has a much, much higher, I think the percentage is like 68% higher chance of getting pancreatic cancer, which has a, almost a, it's just about a zero percentage survival rate. Yeah. Pancreatic cancer, your body's not built to sort of break down the preservatives part of it, but also is like the, the intense amount of sodium that's in those. It's just not good for you. Yeah. So I've stopped eating cold cuts altogether. Like when I want a turkey sandwich, I go get turkey, like an actual turkey. You know what I mean? People don't realize, and I love cold cuts and I love salami. Cold cuts and fucking sliced meat is so bad for your body. So and bad. the older you get, you're right. Breaking it down yeah. with all the preservatives, it's it's harder. And uh, go look at the ham. Go look at the ham before they slice it. Ham shouldn't wiggle. <laughs> Ham should not wiggle. There's gelatin in there. Dude, watching you talk about food. First of all, guys, he's using both hands. He was tired before we did this. Now he's sitting up. He's both hands like a professor yelling at somebody while he's trying to get his point. How did we get so old that we're talking about this shit? All right, we got two more unacceptables, and then we got to tell you about. about, I have an unacceptable. Oh, shit. Nice. So then, okay, so we're going to do that. All right, so here we go. Airport unacceptable. Let me just see where we are on time. Beautiful. 41 minutes coasting along. Uh, it's always a great show with you, Alexis. I mean, it's it's seamless. It is seamless. <laughs> Here we go. Airport unacceptable from Sam. Is it Sam? Yes. Sam from Colorado. Uh, hi, Paul. This might be a little long, but I have to get this out. Oh, boy. There you go. I recently took a vacation to Baltimore with my family. Now, listen, Sam, I'm not trying to be a dick here, okay? But I hope there's family in Baltimore because I've never... Unless you were going to go murder your family during your vacation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to just take it as like maybe you guys went out to an Orioles game or something. Uh, let's let's go with that. Uh, I'm fucking with you, Sam. Relax. He's already like, man, fuck you. Read my fucking... Uh, this is Leon. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> they got right. good crab legs in Baltimore. <laughs> um, on the way back, we arrived at the airport and I was mentally exhausted. Even your family gets annoying after a week. So I decided... All right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of my unacceptable. I think I just oh, okay. forgot it. Uh, even your family gets annoying after a week. So I decided to go take a walk around the terminal after reaching the gate. I bought a slice of pizza and sat down to eat. I looked at my watch and realized that it was time to go back. I couldn't remember what way. So I looked around and realized that I had accidentally wandered outside a security area and would have to go back through security. Uh, I got out my driver's license but couldn't find my boarding pass, and I remember that my dad had taken it for some reason. I swallowed my pride and called my dad to tell him what happened. He panicked a little and told me to stay where I was. The funny part was that he put his phone in his pocket and forgot to hang up. 
so I heard the inside of his pocket rustling as he frantically walked to where I was. He arrived uh, and gave gave my pass to a security agent who gave it to me. My dad, uh, in a really dramatic way, told me I would have to run back to the gate once I got through. It was like he was coach uh, inspiring me to score a touchdown or some dumb shit like that. The line wasn't long, but the fucking person signing the tickets felt the need to make small talk with everyone. I didn't... I didn't say anything because I didn't want to be that angry guy at the airport. I finally, you know what's crazy about that? I heard a guy screaming at the airport, screaming like, that's what it's, and like everybody stopped and like, I didn't know if a fucking bomb was going, I'm not even kidding. A guy just started screaming at the top of his lungs and everybody going through security stopped and looked and I've never heard that. You're never going to get on the plane that way. You're never going to get on the plane that way. No, no. I finally got through a security, um... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I finally got through security and started running through the airport like fucking Rocky or something. I was so focused on making the flight, I didn't get winded until I got there and saw my dad uh, chewing out the gate agent, probably trying to convince him to delay the flight for me. I was uh, relieved to make the flight and was glad that I might actually be able to fall asleep in an airplane for once. Ironically, the pilot was late, so the flight was delayed about 20 minutes anyway. Uh, I'm not positive, but I could have sworn I saw the pilot holding a Subway sandwich when he finally showed up. I had a joke about that, how pilots are fat now. Um, I admit that I should have paid attention to the signs, but what the fuck did my dad not, uh, but why the fuck did my dad not trust me with my boarding pass? Um, I'm at the annoying age where I'm legally an adult, but my family doesn't trust me enough with adult responsibilities. Uh, like a damn boarding pass. Thanks for reading this, and thanks for the awesome podcast. Sincerely, Sam from Colorado. You know what you need to do, Sam? You need to give your dad one of those edibles that you guys made legal out there and uh, and just have him chill out and just say, Dad, I could have my boarding pass. But uh, I'm glad it worked out for you. I think what's more unacceptable in that story is the pilot showing up with a Subway sandwich because you were delayed 20 minutes, which says to me, you weren't delayed 20 minutes. He had to go get his fucking hands yeah. on a Subway because he's like, you know, I'm not flying this motherfucker yeah. unless I get something to eat. Uh, here we go. Last one, and then we'll do what? You have yours? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Last one from Adrian. Uh, and he says... Uh, this is going to be my quickest unacceptable ever, so get ready for misspelled words and horrible punctuation. Here we go. Visited the Apple Store on early Monday morning only to find everyone and their mother already there and waiting as usual. Always. Yes, Apple Store sucks and is completely unacceptable, but that's not my beef this time. What I find unacceptable in life today are the young adults, I use the term adult very loosely here, and their lack of manners towards others in social situations. I had checked in for my appointment at the Apple store and was waiting patiently by a display wall that had a variety of replacement straps for wristwatches. Uh, I was talking to my daughter when I see her back up a bit for some reason. So when I took a look, there's this teenage kid reaching around my entire body trying to grab a watch strap he wanted to look at. The kid didn't say excuse me, pardon me, or even get out of the way. Any kind of communication would have been acceptable, and if I was an idiot, uh, if I was the idiot in the way, then move. Would have been fine as well, but I got nothing, so I didn't budge or move at all. I was waiting for this dumbass to touch me. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Paul... 
even if he just grazed my shirt, I was going to let this little fucker have it. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck makes people think that they don't have to say, excuse me, uh, anymore or thank you. I'm just done with this inconsiderate, uh, meant this inconsiderate, uh, mentally, what? Mentality. Oh, I'm sorry. Inconsiderate mentality, uh, people have nowadays, and I have to give a big fuck you to all you no manner having shaggy haired mama boy douchebags. Unacceptable. Thank you for the free podcast and break a leg on taping your special. Your fan, Adrian. Uh, yeah, man, but you know what? As much as I think you're 100% right with that unacceptable, and thank you for the submission, um, I see it in adults too. I see it in adults too. I had a woman, man. I held this door for this woman blatantly for a long time and I just stared at her face. She could give a fuck because as she walked through the door, she was talking to one of her girlfriends. This was a fucking adult, you know, another woman, that that red hair woman with her husband or father or whatever walked through the door. I held it for a long time with my kids there, just kept walking, didn't say anything. I just think people are selfish. I think, you know, especially in an Apple store. Oh, let me see that. Nobody has any fucking consideration. Um, but yeah, young kids suck, and that's why people don't want to do colleges. And that, seriously, yeah, yeah, these, yeah. these douchey fu- and like you know what, shaggy-haired mama's boy douche is perfect because that's exactly what it is. They're just a bunch of bitches. Thank you for the submission. And if you guys want to submit your unacceptables to TVE, please submit to unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com, or you could send me quick ones on Twitter. Alexis, what do you got? Now you know I'm one of these people that I don't expect much. You know what I mean? I don't expect everything to be perfect, oh but there's certain things you use, like there's certain you know uh, businesses and apps you use where expediency helps, and I think Uber or Lyft is one of them. You know, you're not big into these apps, right? You don't use Uber. I have Uber, Uber but I don't really use it. Okay, well, you know, you hit the button and it tells you the person. You could see the car where the car is, and it says it's six minutes away, four minutes away, whatever, right? So I'm at a comedy club in San Antonio, um, and I have to go change my shirt and come back. I was there because it was a show beforehand. Doug Loves Movies was there. I was wearing a soccer jersey. I don't like to wear sports clothing on stage because I think it takes the attention away from what you're saying, you know, unless you're going to reference it or, like, maybe it's part of your character, which in my case it's not. So i got to go back to the hotel and change my shirt, right? Wait, you don't want to do the soccer player idea? Which one? You're just soccer player. You go up on stage as a soccer player, full uniform, cleats. Full uniform, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Never, dribbling. never reference it though. Just still do my own jokes. Yeah, I've been married no, for 11 tell years. Tell the jokes in the mic while you're kicking a ball yeah. and not letting it touch the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do playing keepy uppy. Just juggling a ball with my foot. So I got to go change my shirt, right? So I'm like, all right, I got to go. Fucking hit the button six minutes away, right? And then I see the car. Now the car is spinning on its axis like a pole is going right through the center. It's spinning like the back wheels and the front wheels are spinning around. So I'm like, I don't know what the hell this means. I look down three minutes later, still doing that. Still says six minutes, seven minutes, whatever it said. Hasn't changed. Hasn't changed position. Nothing. I closed this. I closed the app. Open it back up again. Same thing. I thought maybe the app was frozen. Might be my fault. So now I'm thinking the thing's spinning. I'm like, so now the driver's been in the same position six minutes away the entire time. Six minutes away the entire time. This is going on ten minutes now. Has not changed. And now I'm running late, right? Okay. So I think to myself. Maybe the spinning thing, I got in an accident or something. Maybe this is like an alert of some sort. So there's a button on there that allows you to contact the driver. Now, you don't get the driver's phone number, but they connect you through the app. You make a phone call. So I call the lady and I said, hey, I noticed you haven't moved and I noticed it's spinning. Are you okay? And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, hold on a second. And I hear some like commotion in the background. So I'm like, something must be happening, right? So I go, lady, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, who uh, are you my you're the you're the fair right and I said yeah she goes I'll be there in a little bit I'm just in line at Target oh my god and I go excuse me she goes I'm in line at Target I'll be in the car in 10 minutes oh my god I go wait you accepted the fair yeah, like when they accept the fare and it says six minutes, that's when they're supposed to be there, right? She accepted the fare, not even in her own car. She accepted it inside of a Target oh. while in line to pay. So there's a picture of her car? Well, she's she's <laughs> if the app thinks she's in her fucking car. Oh, my God. But she's not in her car. You know the phone is in the car. Dude, she's I just online. Picture, I just picture her with like a shitload of stuff in, <laughs> yeah. a, in a cart. Just, I picture like one of those massive... Uh, popcorn bags. You know oh what I mean? Oh my god, that is so... Three pop popcorn. That's the kind of animal this person is. She accepted the... Fa- and I go, you can't do that. You're supposed to be in the car. And she goes, it's not that big of a deal. I'll be in the car in 10 minutes. And I go, and then that's still six minutes away from me. And I've been waiting you for, for you for 10 minutes. I go, were you just walking around Target when you accepted this? And she goes, yeah, what's wrong with that? I go, do you understand how this app works? <laughs> oh my god, dude. See, that's... That's was, a great unacceptable. I was as furious as I've ever been. So now I she did wants 10 you to minutes wait. of it on stage. So now she wants... Hey, of course. How do you oh. not? Just to get it out. Oh. I had to get it out of my system. Um, so... She got mad at me, by the way. Canceled me and gave me a one-star review. I asked somebody else. I asked the next driver. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. They get to review they you? They review you. You didn't know that? They review you. Only on Lyft or both? All of them. All, all the rideshare ones, they review you. You can review them as well, but you never know how they review you. And you never know how you... Re- they never know how you reviewed them. It's like, bitch, you're at Target online. Uh, you So basically six minutes, if you would have fucking 10 minutes there and then six minutes to me, and it's already six... We're talking about over 20 minutes now. You got to be in the car. You can't... You're not at work. That is... That is unacceptable. That's like punching in while you're on the train. Dude, that is... That is really unacceptable. I was as fur- And the lady was mad at me. Like, I don't understand why you're so upset. I said I'd be there in 10 minutes. I'm not... I don't Did use- you have an accent or anything? Well, San Antonio. Southern. You know, like a little Southern. Nothing crazy. Not like, hey, y'all. Nothing crazy like that, but just a but little like, bit. What's wrong with that? Not like that. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. I'm like... Yeah, what? it's like, yeah, bitch, everything's going to be fine because I'm going to get another ride. Yeah, and I'm like, also, <laughs> you can't use, yeah, of course I'm going to be fine. You can't, I can't use your San Antonio <laughs> clock when nothing happens in this town, so yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, if someone's like, I dialed up an Uber, I don't need it for the next half hour. I don't care if it says six you minutes. You should have been like, you know what? You ruined the ride because I was giving, I was actually thinking about giving a $20, $30 tip. Yeah. You know, because that's how important. Well, you actually can't tip on Uber, but I like what you were thinking. Yeah, you know, just cash. Just, I was yeah, going to yeah. give you cash. That's just a Sicilian in me trying to, yeah, you know, yeah, just the yeah. way we were talking before. Bobby, I wanted to bother you to your core. All right. So now we got, that was a great one. Thank you. That was, that was actually, I mean, never even heard. That's like, that's beyond. Um, all right. So we went to eat. We went to eat. Oh, me and you when we got into town. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention. When I was on the airplane going here, right? You know, I'm not like the biggest fly. You know, I don't mind. I fly a lot. But there's a kid behind me with his dad. And it reminded me of my son and me. And we're mid-takeoff. I talked about this on the radio. We're mid-takeoff. And I hear the son go to the dad. Daddy, have you ever been on a plane when there's an accident? Right? So I hear that oh, shit. Jesus. And I'm just going, all right, kid. You got to you gotta, <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah. calm the fuck. You yeah. got to calm down. Right? So then... So every, <laughs> So, so I'm just sitting there and I'm just thinking like, shit, I don't need to hear that. Like, let's just, you know, let's just get above the clouds. And then when there's turbulence, daddy, what's that? And, if so, and, the, and the guy's got to like, you know, and uh, it was just like, it was one of those things where it's like, I was getting commentary on this thing. Like I was yeah. getting play by play from a little kid and it was like bringing me back to when like I was afraid to fly. Right. And it was just like, you know, brutal. But anyway, um, so we get, I get here and the first thing I did was I, when I checked into the hotel, 
Uh, and that wasn't easy because they didn't even have my number here. So then the owner comes, I mean, they didn't even have my reservation here. So the owner comes running in and it was because I didn't get in the night before. Fucking mess. The owner's, the owner's an older guy making him run in the rain. Yeah. They all like the owner comes out. He's fucking on the phone ready to fuck. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> one of his managers was either going to get fired or, or be reprimanded. And he's yeah. just on the phone. Cause he's like, oh, we're taking, and he goes, all right, all right. So they, I finally get my room and me and, uh, Alexis go to the chocolate bar. Now. If any of you people, the three things you have to do when you come to Cleveland, you have to go to Society, which is a bar to the left of the comedy club on the same strip that has the best Moscow Mule you'll have in the country. Or, you know, out of all the places I've ever had a Moscow Mule, it's the best drink. You have to get it there at Society. Lola is a restaurant where one of like the chef wars or the chef battles, the guy won. I had pierogies there. Simon. My, my brother was chef ridiculous. Simon is a Okay. Yeah, at Lola right yeah. here. And the other thing is you got to go to the chocolate bar, which is at the bottom of the Hyatt, that has a chocolate martini that, uh, shout out to Kevin Bozeman, a funny comic from Chicago. He said yeah. to me, you got to try it. I'm like, what? And I'm with them. And they give you like a chocolate straw. And you kind of look a little, you know, you know, not to be a macho, tough guy, but you kind of look a little girly. It it's looks like the, a woman's drink. It's, it one really of the most, it's one of the most delicious fucking things. I had, I had two of them. I got buzzed, and it was like I had this dessert. It was ridiculous. Um, so we go there for lunch because they have a nice lunch menu. And we're waiting, and somebody gives us waters, who looked more of a waiter than our, than our waiter. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there, and me and Alexis are sitting there. It's one of the funniest intros to... It was one of the funniest intros to a fucking... We're sitting there. The guy doesn't even walk up. He just like appears. Standing yeah, like next did, yeah, to like you don't like he didn't walk. He didn't walk up with a smile. He just like appeared and like had his arms resting, like both of his elbows crossed and like or his arms crossed with his elbows resting on a thing. And I'm not exaggerating. He just goes, uh, "Hey, ma'am, Leon, be your waiter." Yeah. Right. And it was just like just funny looking but like not in a bad way like he had a very flat affect too like Hannibal Burris like he had, had no real emotion to he, him he had like he looked like Roy Wood Jr. yes <laughs> he was like Roy Wood Jr. with like Hannibal Burris personality yes and he just goes hey man Leon be a waiter and he had a hat on I'm not trying no to no one else had a hat the one other kid did but, oh, it, but I think like the bar back did yeah and it said chocolate bar on his hat but like all their shirts are t-shirts and he's just like, man, and I'm just like, all right, Leon, can you tell us what's good? He's like, man, I like the Buffalo Blue. I like this. And he was like that one, but the Cuban sandwich. And it was just so funny. And then when he was like, what do you want to drink? We were like, oh, can we get coffees? And we're just talking to him. And he just looks with this smile. And he just goes, all right, I'm going to get your drink, so I'll be back. The most nonchalant. I mean, this guy couldn't We give- weren't sure he worked there. He <laughs> Until food came. He <laughs> was the best nonchalant waiter I've ever he could give a fuck yeah about anything yet he was good he it was, was great I, it was, wasn't it weird he was a great he was a great waiter but he had the smile on his face like you know when you tell someone a good story and they're like yeah yeah that smile but without any emotion behind it yeah he was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like dead behind, behind the eyes dude he had the look of I could give a fuck I wish you guys saw he just had this smirk he had this smirk and he was like yeah all right, all it's right. Like, it's like he knew someone was going to shoot the place up in a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, he just had this, like, he had this thing where he was playing with house money, and he just couldn't kill us. Like, at one point, we were like, yeah, we're ready to order, and he just kind of smirks. He goes, I'm going to get your drinks. I'll be back. 
and then walked as slow as can be, and you're thinking you're not going to get your drinks, and then they just appeared. Like, it was just... I swear to God, like, as soon as he got out of eyesight, he would sprint. Like, he worked really hard when no one could see him. You know? I, I've never seen somebody who looked like they were high and smoked a joint when they weren't act like that and still be amazing at their job. It was actually hilarious. He was so good. As, and I remember thinking, like, man, I want some more coffee. Out of nowhere here... You want more coffee, man? And I'm like, oh my God, he's right there. And let's be honest. If you're sitting at a table and somebody looks like they don't give a fuck and they go, hey, ma'am, Leon, be your waiter. And then kind of like looks like they don't care. You're going, how this is going to go. I don't know how this is going to go. And he was, he was cool. He was funny. He was quick. And, uh, and then the other thing. smooth. Smooth. Here's the thing about Cleveland. You'll just get this straggler. Last night at the show, I got to talk about the guy sitting there. Oh my god, by I'm, himself. I'm not even kidding. And and Alexis pointed out to me, and this is the this is this is this was a great this is a great story. It's a great story. So I'm in the back. By the way, Hilarity's Fourth Street Theater is beautiful. It's the closest to a theater that a comedy club can be. Would you yeah, agree with that? 100. It it layers up. It like, feels so, like it's a theater. It feels like it's a theater. There's like a balcony. They put they invested like a million dollars for a balcony. Right. They have this insane, beautiful fucking balcony that is just so over the top nice. And then um, it's a nice stage, and then it kind of just goes layered. And there's sections that that layer up almost it like looks stadium like a cruise seating. boat theater. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not stadium seating, but it does level up. It rises up. It, it levels up, right? So I'm just sitting there, and you know, more people were showing up, and it was it was a pretty decent Thursday. I thought, you know, I was excited, and. Um, Alexis just pointed, the host is up, the host never um, addressed it, so I didn't know it existed, and Alexis just leans over to me, and he goes, dude, I'm not even going to say anything to the, the black dude sitting in the front row by himself, because I, I, want, I have to hear what you say to him, so I look over, and I'm not kidding you, did he have a cane, he had a cane, didn't he? No, I don't know if he had a cane, but that's the only thing missing if he didn't have one. He had something in his hand, but maybe it was, oh, there was uh. a guy with a cane. There was a guy. So every time I perform at, uh, in Cleveland, one guy had a ring. He had the ring the size of almost like a baseball, and it had ho- ho- like, like hooks on it. And he had this giant, he had this giant cane, and he had a limp, and he dressed like a pimp. Right, and I'm thinking, and he had like the long fingernail. I'm thinking he was a pimp. I'm not even kidding. So this guy, older man, he was married. He said he was married 48 years, but I just go on stage. He is in. I'm not. I'm not kidding. He'll tell you this right now. Yeah. A red, red, crushed velour suit. Red. Yeah. yeah. He is in a red. I'm gonna say that again. Older. I would say probably late 50s. I would say 58, 59 years old. No, he was married 48 years. He was in his 60s. Yeah, he's in his 60s. Yeah, yeah. He, he said he's married 48 years. In his 60s, all red, crushed velour, uh, uh, crushed velour suit, okay? Tie, vest, bright white framed glasses, and a do-rag on his head. Am I... Am I, yeah. am I, am I, am I... Black, black do-rag. And here's what you didn't see with him sitting down. When he left, he said, great show. And then he puts on... A hat that matches the suit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't see that while you were on stage. I, you had, like, I guess yeah. on his lap so or picture this. By himself, comedy show, front row, just him at an empty him at a table, no one else. Red crushed velour suit suit, white framed glasses, black do-rag on his head, okay, vest the whole nine yards, just staring at the stage. Nobody addressed it. Well, Alexis said, I'm letting you address it. I go on stage. I swear to God, it might have taken me 
what, five seconds. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I literally get on stage. I look at the crowd. Oh, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Blah, blah, blah. Happy to be back in Cleveland. And I just look to the left, and me and this guy make contact, and he's got a big smile. And I just said something like that, some outfit. And then I said, dude, I go, you look like a pimp that just quit. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and I did That's this. That's exactly what he looked like. And I go, he that might have like, been Leon's dad. And I was like, <laughs> my son's at the chocolate yeah, bar. Great way uh, to man. No, he literally looked like he was like, man, I can't take these bitches no more. I'm yeah. going to see a comedy show. Amazing audience member. Yeah. Sat there, laughed. I asked him how long he was married. He said 48 years. He just went out to a comedy show alone. I mean, over the top dressed. But that's the cool thing about Cleveland is you get like, it's this very kind of, I don't know. Look, it's not the greatest city, but it does have something. It's got like this pride or it's, it's got, got its this, own flavor. It's got its own flavor, but you see one of these characters and you're just like, holy shit. You look at that dude and you're like, that's some shit only. You, it would only happen in Cleveland. That guy sit by himself front row of a show. Yeah, like this guy would be such a spectacle. Like if you saw this guy walking through Times Square, you would think he was either a part of a show or one of those people that were like panhandling and just yeah. trying to be over the top or like at a subway. Like it was that, but yeah. he was like, that's his go out clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, like, like he's 60. <laughs> so how old was he in the 70s? Well, if he said he was married, let's do the math. If he said he was married for 48 years. Let's say he got married at 25. Let's say he got married, let's say even younger. I would say like, he was one of those guys, he looked like one of those, let's say he got married, like back then too, let's just say he got married like 22. Right. Right. So what did he say, 48 years? Yeah. So that's at least 60. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so yeah, I would think, 70. I I would think he's in between 60 and 70, just over the top dress. How do we not take a picture with him? Oh my God. How do we not, you know what I'm going to do? If that guy comes again, or if somebody else, because I have a feeling Friday or Saturday, we're doing two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. Um, I have a feeling we're going to see another character like that, but how do we not get in a picture? Yeah, he and was in his 20s and 30, or 30s in the 70s. I'm bad at math. Uh, that dude dressed exactly I'm so like bad that. at math that you could have been like anything. You could yeah. be like, let's say he got married at 16, so he's 94. I'd yeah. be like, oh, that's, that's, I guess that's the math, because wow, I don't... I don't. You're like, man, that's old. Yeah. <laughs> you just buy it. He looks, he looks yeah. good. He looks good. He looks good. Uh, he, that guy dressed exactly that way in the 70s, and it was he was killing the game. You know what we don't talk about enough on the podcast? How people dress. I'm going a little overtime, guys. I'm going to give you a little overtime because you know what? You deserve it. The last one was late, and this one's a quick turnaround. So I'm going to give. I'm going to overload you guys. Yeah, and if you're having fun, imagine how much more fun you'd have on the Patreon, huh? Oh, and not only that, not only that, but uh, I not only do I did I have Alexis on this one, but I got some people coming on it, and we're gonna we're gonna be interviewing some more people on the Patreon and uh, figured some stuff out with the two. Um, I figured out there's three types of people that dress. There's three different dress types at a comedy show. 85 to 90% of people that come to a comedy show come casual the way they would go to a movie. Yeah. Uh, you got jeans, you got a top, you got shoes, whatever it's like nice. that. Not a mess. Not, nice. not, not a mess. Not easy. Yeah. You know, comfortable. Then you get the people that are like, man, you could have spruced it up a little bit. Like you didn't have to come in sweatpants and flip-flops. I know it's not the nicest room. You didn't have to do that. But then you get... The dates mm-hmm. that are like, they go not over the top, but you could tell it's like this guy and girl's first date. Try like, too hard. I remember one time I saw a woman in a dress, maybe 25 years old, dating a guy in his mid, but they were both really dressed nice. And it was actually nice and refreshing because like, hey, we're going out. Yeah. We're going to have, it wasn't over the top. And then, uh, well, and, and, and then no, and then and I guess, I guess there's four types and then you just get the guy of last night. Yeah. Which is just, but those are so, I mean, I would say that percentage is like, it's like 2%, yeah. 1%. It's just, you just catch somebody who's like, I'm going out. You wonder if he wants to be fucked with. 
Right. You know. Well, kudos to the to the staff for saying this guy belongs in the front row. You know? Yeah. He's going to be a part of the show. <laughs> you right. Know? You don't have that. You don't hide that guy in the back. Put him in the spotlight. You know what I mean? I, that was that was unbelievable. I could not believe full on pimp suit. It was a full on yeah. pimp suit. He looked like a preacher of a of a very very like southern church. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and he looked like when he talked, he fucking meant it. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh-huh. and and, the, and just the white glasses made the suit pop. Um, all right, so let's get into um, a little bit of sports. We got something cool here, guys. Uh, apparently the Yankees made it here, but I think the Yankees uh, made it here the day because they weren't a bit. It wasn't even about like it was about not being able to fly. Like yeah, like literally there were electrical storms that like planes could not go through. Yeah, you can't drive. Um, I mean, you can't fly that way. The Yankees had their first game here last night and lost. But Alexis and I are going to try to pull a, uh, you know, get some tickets, get a, you know. So if anybody out here, listen, we're in Cleveland. If anybody out here has got a hookup, you know, uh, we could buy them. They're not sold out. Yeah, yeah, But if anybody knows somebody that knows them or, like, knows we're trying to go Sunday, um, they play uh, Cleveland at 1 o'clock here, and we have a show at 7, which is perfect. So uh, I got we got to see Judge on the road. Dude. You know, we got to see Judge. Well, hopefully we go when he gets out of that slump. Oh, my God. You know, how great would it be if he busted out with, like, we catch one. three for four, oh my God. double and two jacks? And they're like, oh, he's back. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just, like, and that happens. Like, when, when, when guys come back, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, like it's, When it rains, it pours. Yeah, when it rains, it pours. And he's he's due for a little rain. Yeah, for he's sure. Due, <laughs> he's due for a little rain. Um I told you I went to that MLS soccer game. We talked about that on the Patreon. How how willing would you be to go back to another soccer game? Be honest. No, you don't have to say because I'm wearing an MLS jersey right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to say because you would. No, um, I would absolutely want. But here's what I would do. I think in order for me to really go and enjoy it, two things need to happen. I need to have somebody to root for. Right. I need to have somebody to root for. And I would probably to start it off. I would like let's say I did New York. Well, I would I would do whatever the equivalent. I would suggest to New York. you do because you're a Yankee fan. And they're right. owned by the Yankees. Well, what so I what sense. what I would do is I would I would go with the team closest to the Yankees, and since they're part of it, I would go with them instead of the Red Bulls. So I would root for the New York City Football Club, which, and I love the name and I love the colors. So I would do that, and I would also put money on the game, like the first time. Got to get a little uh, like, a little action. Not on crazy, it. you know, yeah. fifty bucks. Just put fifty bucks. Sounds crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, just, just just fifty bucks. No, crazy to yeah. me would be like two fifty, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. five hundred. Then yeah. I'm then I become the biggest soccer fan you yeah. ever met. You yeah. fucking. <laughs> I well, know that really means I, it. I know that you call that midfielding. I start yeah, saying yeah, shit. Yeah, you don't yeah. even. No, yeah. um, but I would I would put fifty dollars on it on the New York City Football Club. I would go to Yankee Stadium. Is it Yankee Stadium? Yeah, they play Yankee Stadium. I'd go to Yankee Stadium. I put fifty on them. I would get good seats. I would go with somebody who who could tell me. I'd go with you. Yeah. So you could tell me that's what this means, and then I think that that would kind of get the snowball effect going. But would I go with you and Christian to do that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's actually listen. It's actually a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm I grew up in America, obviously where it was, you know. Third and eight, it's a fast. You, you got to get eight. You yeah, know? you know, a, a baseball like you got to hit a home run or yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So this is something where I need to learn. They could kick it. They could dance around with the ball for a while yeah. and just keep passing it back and forth. So it's I think like I said before, the lack of action in moments, but then action pops so quick. Right. So I think it would be more accustomed to. I think what will help you is going to it live because the mistake that a lot of Americans make, a lot of American sports involve what the ball is doing at every moment. Yeah. Where soccer, you need to watch everything. Where the ball is at that certain moments sometimes has no no effect. Well, on no, the that whatsoever. that guy. If you guys didn't listen to the Patreon, I, I ran into uh, Alejandro. What's his name? Bedoya. Bedoya, who plays uh, midfield for the uh, Philadelphia Union. I was talking about sneakers at the hotel, 
and uh, they were staying where we were staying, a Patriot place. And I was watching him because I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool. I talked to a guy at a breakfast buffet about his sneakers. Uh, come to find out he's a national player. And he's yeah, telling he played me. played for the men's national team. Played in a World Cup. I yeah, mean, like he's, he's a legendary. Like this guy's a legendary guy. And he's fucking, you know, I'm talking. My son is like, oh, what do you say? And I'm talking about his sneakers. And then I go to Gillette Stadium with my family. And I see the guy starting. The guy is the midfielder. And I was watching him. And a lot of it was him running in directions away from the ball. Yeah. He's dragging he's, defenders he's, he's, away. He's, 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 he's dragging defenders away. And it also, like, when one guy was coming up on him, he was trying to get position on the guy. Uh-huh. And so I did I did notice that where I think in, in football it's where the ball is. The, yeah. the, the ball has to go. The basketball has to – where the basketball goes ultimately right. has to go in the goal. Right. So, Like, even, know. like, if you watch basketball, sometimes you watch basketball highlights, and there'll be, like, a point guard, and they'll put a highlight on a player that's off the ball. Yeah. And they'll, like, watch this magical movement. Every once in a while you get that in basketball where you're like, oh, man, I wasn't even looking there. In soccer, it's very important to look there. But you did what you're supposed to do, which is follow one player. That changes the game for you because you start to learn a lot. Yeah. If you just follow, grab one person and follow them for the whole thing. Yeah. All right, you're going to do that. We're going to go to a game and we'll film it for the Patreon too. We'll, we'll, throw, we'll, we'll do, do it. We'll do a little Patreon while you're at now, the game. Now, do they tailgate at the games? Yeah, they tailgate. They do the whole nine. They also they have like all the bars on River Ave, like yeah. stands and all that. They all open up for it. If it doesn't sell out though, the Yankee Stadium, does it? Well, they're not allowed to go on the upper, on the top. But yeah, for the most part, I think they average a little over 24,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, good. Yeah, no, we'll definitely we'll definitely do that. Now, have you seen? Um, so hopefully we get to the Yankee game. Have you seen any movies? I have. I haven't seen a movie in a long time, man. I've just been so. Busy. I'm hearing good things about this Dunkirk. Yeah, there's like no dialogue in it. Well, for Joe Bartnick to ever post about a movie, because yeah. like on the road, he's like, I'm not. A, I'm not a movie guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not. Joe is not a movie guy. This Joe, is the guy that made me walk thirty blocks while he had a bad back and shoes that didn't fit. To go get a Guinness. Well, movies don't buy. He doesn't care about movies. He cares lo- about Guinness. One time, Bartnick, me and Bartnick walked the Vegas Strip. He needed a bathing suit. And he, we walked so far to get a bathing suit. And uh, we were out there with Burr. And uh, didn't perform with Burr. Just met him out there. And Burr got like a private cantina and a private pool at the casino. And he's going, where are you guys? I got like, they got all these tuna fish sandwiches and drinks and everything's yeah. fucking here. And, and Joe's just, you know the way he walks to? Yeah. He's just walking, trying to get this bathing suit. Um, yeah. But he, he uh, he's not a movie guy. And I like to go to the movies on the road. Like, I actually might want to see Dunkirk or uh, Baby Driver or I heard Wind River, dude. It looks nuts. I haven't I haven't never even heard of Wind River, but I've heard Baby Driver is incredible. I'd go see that. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go see that. So we'll try this. So you haven't seen anything. Um, all right. Well, guys, you know what? If you want, um, if you want uh, soft, fresh, smelling good balls, uh, go to Chassis. Chassisformen.com. There you go. The powder will keep you dry, and uh, and you will thank me for it. Also, City Living Dog. Check out my friend uh, Mike Reed, Coach Mike. Check him out. Check out all his videos. Just type in City Living Dog. You get him. All Things Comedy. Uh, producing my first special. And, uh, yeah, that's, so I just want to say, because I think I only have one more time to say it after this. Tickets are on sale for my special. Um, limited, I think, to the balcony right now. But, no, it's general admission, so that's not true. It's not true. It's general admission, not just balcony. If you get tickets and get there early, you can sit in the front row even now for the second show only, I believe. I was told today that the first show is sold out. But you can get tickets, and it is general admission, and I believe there's like 150, 200, or I think some were bought yesterday. So 100 and something tickets available right now for show number two, which is at 930. So you could pick those up. Um, You could pick those up now at uh, Terrytown Music Hall. 
dot com or, or just Google Terrytown Music Hall and you could see the event there. So uh, P- uh, Bill Burr, Pete Davidson will be jumping on the show. Uh, my buddy James Mattern is going to be, um, you know, warming up the crowd. It's going to be a really great time. And, uh, you know, so please check that out if you want to do that. Also, guys, before that, there's more dates. Before that, I am at Hilarities, 4th Street Theater at Pickwick and Frolic with my buddy Alexis Guerreros. Tonight, 7.30 and 10 o'clock. You'll have this podcast before then. Uh, 7.30, 10 o'clock tonight. Also, tomorrow, I believe, is 7 and 9.30. Uh, Saturday, and then Sunday, 7 o'clock. That is Hilarity's 4th Street Theater, uh, downtown Cleveland, a Pickwick and Frolic, obviously on 4th Street. Come out. It's an amazing club. I'm running the hour. We're having a great time. Yeah, it's great. So so, so come to that. And uh, next week, guys, I think I am with Bill Burr, one night only at the Count Basie Theater in Red Bank. Friday, I will be headlining Governor's Comedy Club. In Levittown, uh, Levittown, New York, in Long Island, and Saturday I will be at McGuire's Comedy Club in Bohemia, New York, which is also Long Island. And then Sunday is obviously the special. So um, come out to any of those shows. You could check out PaulVerzi.com for uh, more information. Uh, there you have it, Alexis. Uh, anything you got? What do you got? Um, Twitter. I, obviously, I'm here uh, with you, and then um, I'm gonna also be at the Red Clay Comedy Festival in Atlanta. Um, if you're an Atlanta United fan, uh, which is their soccer team. Uh, Chris and I are going to be down there doing a really big uh, guys, big and I don't thing. mean to cut you off, but do that because I know the guys that run the Red Clay, and they're really, really good guys. They're really, really funny comedians. One guy is from Atlanta; he's in New York now. Mike Albanese, he's a great dude. Yeah, he's, he's uh, the one I do Fat Venture with. Yeah, he does. You yeah. do Fat Venture with him, which is a show that they pitch for food. But do listen. Go to that. If you're in Atlanta and you want to see funny up-and-comers and, and, and good comics, Atlanta, go go see that for sure. It's a great festival. So we're going to be doing a big uh, event with a lot of soccer players there. If you want to know more about that, check out uh, Cooligans. Uh, everything, uh, you know, social media and our website is all soccer cooligans, C-O-O-L-I-G-A-N-S. Uh, check that out. If you like soccer or even interested in soccer, hit us up. Uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, it's really, really funny, and we always mention soccer inside of being funny. We try to remain as funny as possible. Yeah, it's you know, it like a lot of times when comedians do podcasts and people think, oh, that's a podcast about sports, or that's a podcast about movies, or that's a podcast about you know food. When comedians do it, it's funny. You know what I mean? Like that, like yeah. they, they they always like you don't have to like that. You know, like people say to me, it's a compliment to me. They're like, you know what? I don't always watch movies and I don't watch sports, but when you do that little segment, I can handle it. And it kind of lets people who are like uneducated on it kind of give them a little something. Yeah. Like, okay, the Yankees are having a young team. They're doing better. I know that at least. Right. You You learn a little something. You know, you learn something. For example, the Knicks still suck. You know, right. these are yeah, things yeah. that... I mean, well, Simple topics. Well, Simple yeah, topics well, we can bring up. Well, here's the thing. If you've been listening to this show for seven yeah, years, yeah. then uh, I don't think that's ever... If you've been alive for 20 years, you know the next suck. Yeah. Uh, so there you have it, guys. Those are the dates. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been episode 318 of TVE, the Verzi Effect podcast with my good buddy, Alexis Guerreros. Um, until 319, I am out of here. Check the Patreon. There's a Patreon on there, and there's going to be another one soon. Um, till next week, I'm out. Take care. Keep eating meat.